You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the Not Safe for Work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to Geeks radio.com or searching geeks radio on itunes geeks radio is a presentation of Endlight entertainment the episode you're about to listen to has lots and lots of harsh language so listener discretion is advised it's time for trek off a two-handed kirk punch to your nuts welcome to trek off my name is justin and my name is alexia wait or am i justin Oh, because we're switching roles somewhat today? Oh, no, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, you're still clearly the female of the... Oh, it's because of my titties. You do bring the hotness factor. <laughs> we had a whole conversation... In any case, I bring titties. We had a whole conversation, and the conversation actually went to dark places for a little bit, but we had a whole conversation about like the way men are attracted to women and the way women are attracted to men. And the way women are attracted to women. And yeah, and, and sort of boiled it down to, I think, that the consensus we came to... Was that women are more picky. Um, and that, and that women are also hotter kind of in general, <laughs> that, that, that women, they're more pleasing to look at in general. Yeah. Well, they're, they're curvy. Well, the, but they have like all the right curves. So we, so I think that, I think sure, that the, 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 the one thing that I think that, that came out of it that was more, um, <laughs> that, that was, or you could raise the mic up a little if you oh. like, you could, can I, <laughs> shh. So, um, but I think careful. Uh, it's 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 this falls apart easy. Oh, um, you know, it's not my fault. All your shit is broke. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> how could I know that? But we did we did talk a little bit about how like like there is a form to uh, like the in general whether or not you're talking about someone who's like wayfish like uh, Kira Knightley or someone who is uh, who is very very booksome like 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 Anna Nicole Smith used to be you know like yeah. like like still in general there is from one extreme to the other they're all kind of pleasing to the eye mm-hmm. and most men would look at both of those women and go and to you know hot I I like X better than Y or Y better than X. Right, but... But that for women, it's like some women think that Arnold Schwarzenegger is disgusting and some really like him. Some like, you know, hairy trucker guys and some yep. like, you know, very metrosexual guys. and so, Some like, like very, you know, bald guys or whatever. Yeah, and, like in, ter- really- and in terms of what physical attraction to a stranger... What would draw you to a woman to a man is so... Like, it's just... When you're a guy walking into a room, you have no idea whether or not who you are going to be attractive to. There's no... Hmm. There is no way to definitively, like, look in the mirror and go, I'm going to be the attractive guy I mean, if you're really... If you're, like, model pretty... Again, I'm saying, like, I feel like that even most if, women will agree on, like, the model pretty guys. Even if you're like, model pretty, though, like, there could be a, a schlub who comes in... But who's shaven, way more interesting, though. Uh, yeah. Who's not even way more interesting, but, like, who's more masculine looking no, than model not, guy. No, not necessarily more masculine. Like, I mean, or he's just, like, he's more mysterious. Or he's, I'm just saying, like, like or, there's or, a vibe. Or rather, you. let's say, okay, let's you know? say let's say even model guy. Does model guy shave or does he leave himself with stubble? Does model does model guy tuck in his shirt? Or does he leave it open? Does he, yeah, which model guy does, is he? Does he does he dress up a little, or does he or does he deliberately look a little schlubby? Does he like like there is no way to effectively prepare or to know that you're going to be the attractive guy in the room? 
like because because you don't know like when you get there the person that you're going to be drawn to the most you don't know what they're going to be attracted to and yet as a woman in general you can know what your look is that is going to be attractive and in general you will what? be pretty attractive okay, it's, it's, i don't know about all that now. yeah i think it's true i think it's true <laughs> i think it's a true statement so instead of talking about that um let's talk about some of the most unattractive people in the world and wait that no what, before who? we do that all right what do we have to do i have to chastise you because i said i was well what i do you you don't watch archer and it's not okay i don't watch anything except like the daily show I and reruns of don't Star Trek. fucking care okay sorry listen i'm really sorry it's seriously it's like a half hour show like you don't have it doesn't have to it's not some huge time commitment there's only two seasons on netflix fucking watch it okay i'm, I'm doing this for your own good Justin. okay yes i am <laughs> i'll try to i will make the attempt seriously, it's so funny like and, I, and like this whole last episode like other people who listen to archer got like a bunch of my references and it's no wonder now to me that like you didn't even giggle i'm like what's wrong with him is he broken <laughs> like seriously i was I, I feared for you so i'm fine <laughs> i'm doing okay okay I but, promise. but seriously seriously okay okay all right so um, i guess we can move on for to, now <laughs> to, today we're talking about and really or tonight you're going to be or maybe you, late night you're going to be taking over Yo, somewhat it's not early um one we're gonna have a guest uh <gasps> via phone yes! and we're gonna be talking about something that i have wanted to talk to talk about in detail for a long time which is uh how i sort of my journey into becoming uh as big a fan of Star Trek as I am, but really, like, my journey into Star Trek and my journey into Star Trek start... What is going on over here? Nothing. What does she do? Go about your business. Like, she she gestured Mr. A and Mr. A walked sadly into the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't that know. That sounds so ominous. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means, but... I, but I'm I, I I admit to being scared of it. You should be be afraid. Um, it's like like be very afraid. I have to go into the bathroom now. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to because it's we, like going to the corner only different because we we don't do anything except absolutely classy. I'm going to call uh our guest here on my iPhone and I'm going to put but him before on before we do that. Yeah. What we need to make sure everybody understands is that I am going to put on my 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 ASCII questions hat, yes. which I now have on, which is fabulous. Yeah. You can see a picture of it on By the way, and yes, we're going to post a picture of it on the Facebook. It's oh, it's already been posted apparently on the Facebook. So like me in my so, ASCII questions hat. So like three and a half weeks ago. <laughs> if you looked on Facebook, if you looked on Facebook, but so, but that means if you looked now, it would totally be there. Like you just have to like refresh or whatever. Doesn't Facebook work like that? So let me, let me, let me call our guest, and then I'll say why. And we're Justin doing has this. his answer questions he's had on, just yep. so you know. And I'll be asking he's, some that he's too. also being um, interviewed to some extent because I know, but I know some of the questions to ask, and and I'll do yeah, an intro like more than I do. So I don't know stuff. But, you know, I want you to be the follow-up-y, you know. Follow-up-y questions asky. Yeah. Kind I wish of I had more. I, I, hold on. It's our technical on, terms gonna, that we're using gotta, for the record. Need a little more room for, there we go. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> so here we go. See, everyone who watches Archer got that. I'm just saying. Just let it happen. All right. 
<laughs> just let it happen. There we go. Coming on speaker. I just want Justin to understand what he's missing. Here we go. This is so high tech. I can't even. I can't even tell you. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? Um, we are speaking now to. Uh, now that I've called you, I would just want you to be quiet for a minute because I'm gonna. <laughs> now I, that we've called you, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so sweet. Um, but uh, but I, I I think that this is uh, a guest. I I, I, <laughs> I wonder why we don't have more guests. Is it is it is something we're doing? Mr. Mr. A has spoken. Um, uh, I want to uh, deliver a little bit of an intro for our guest. Uh, this uh, gentleman on the phone um, was uh, is seven years my senior um, and was was uh, wow, you're not supposed to talk about was a, age. A, at the so rude. at the ripe ripe old man age of 27 when I met him uh, truly truly an aged man at the time <laughs> um, wise uh, as 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 I stepped in um, at at barely 20 having just not even tw- I guess I was 19 you so were 19 you would have been 26 yeah wow. um, yeah because it was the year before I got married um, so uh, so I was at uh, and bear with me because this intro is going to take probably about five minutes okay G- unnamed guest um, <laughs> yeah so just keep being quiet fantastic <laughs> <laughs> um uh so i was uh i was attending college um at uh at a college in georgia um and i had wanted to go into acting as you know i've told the story before about how i went to college in maryland and i wanted to be a singer and i thought i was a really good singer and then i met what really good singers are really like and i was like oh i'll never get there well shit <laughs> well shit um <laughs> And and so how then I wanted to try and be an actor and then I ran away from there and I went to a college in Georgia. Um and when I was going to college in Georgia Were I, you a peach? Um I was Sorry. I was not peachy in any way. <laughs> um but I was so young I barely had peach fuzz. Um I had gone to an audition in Atlanta. I was going to college about an hour north of Georgia, and I went to an audition in Atlanta um, for uh, Paramount Parks um, that had a, an amusement park that was very. There was about an hour and forty-five minutes south of Maryland where I had lived, um, and uh, at King's Dominion that I had been to once or twice, um, and I very specifically. Uh, was going to audition for the role of Shaggy. They used to have. I uh, could totally see you as Shaggy. Like, guys, by the way, wow, there's a g- g- ghost. Um, so, uh, wow. so I went. Uh, Can you be Shaggy one year for just side note? <laughs> um, go ahead. Uh, but especially because I I had this um, just the worst, the worst audition piece really? ever. In, in the history of audition pieces, I had, um, I decided to do the Friends Romans Countryman speech from For Julie Shaggy? Caesar. Hold on, Hold listen, on. listen. Switching characters every six lines. What? So just to show I could do a bunch of wacky, zany characters. That was my idea. Of, and it bombed, huh? It didn't per- work out, huh? No, it worked out. That's the thing. It worked out. Just not so, like you expected. So I went and I auditioned for Shaggy doing this crazy, just over the top, you know, the terrible William Shatner, you know, as, as, oh as, as, as so as, God. as I heard one, per, one comedian say to another, I forget who they were, but one go, one go, you know, Sean, Sean Connery, William Shatner, Al Pacino. And then there one goes, Oh, the hard ones. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart. Um, and I did, I did all of that. 
and I I left feeling like you know, and then they had me do a dance audition because you had to do oh, a I dance. Bet that was beautiful. Yeah, oh, it's awesome. Watching me dance is is, is there footage of because I would totally watch that. Yes, it's um, it, it's terrible. I would so I want to there. There is footage of me dancing to watch out there. This. Um, so I went to uh, I I went to this audition. I did the dancey thing. I they they at, read me for Shaggy, um, and then they read me for all things as a Klingon. Um, now, <laughs> thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm thank sorry. you, Fred. You would be a great Klingon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You really would. You would be um, awesome. No. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry. No, I wouldn't. Um, so. In a place called Opposite Land. <laughs> Shut up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're a mean, bad I'm person. I'm sorry. I didn't mean. I had too much to drink. Um, I'm sorry. So they had me read <laughs> for funny. a Klingon. Now it's it's important to note that it's important um, to note that they were sauced at the time. Uh, <laughs> that that at the time, as I had mentioned, I had been a Star Trek fan for a while. I watched mm. the beginning of Next Gen. I got into it a little bit, but then I had fallen away after DS9. I watched the end of Next Generation, and for me. Star Trek was kind of over for me. I, I had stopped. Wow. Um, and so, uh, cut to uh, this audition um, in Atlanta, Georgia, um, where I auditioned for this, and I went back home, and I didn't hear anything. And then a few weeks later, I come down. Can I ask you, did you feel good? About the audition? Yeah. Like, were you like, I fucking nailed that shit. Oh, fuck no. No, it was terrible. Or were you like, oh my God. No, I walked away knowing. Oh, dear Lord. I walked away knowing that I had just done something entirely unprofessional and not at all what I was supposed to do. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. No, I walked away like decidedly disappointed. Um, okay. Uh, which brings me to our guest um, uh, who is on a phone that's about to die. Um, I, char- I told you to plug. Give it, me the phone. No, I can't. I need to plug. You're gonna die, sir. Um, <laughs> you're gonna die. You're gonna this, die. This, this isn't really. <laughs> yes. This is this is this is actually like the worst version of Logan's Run ever. Um, <laughs> check your palm. Hold on one second, Mr. A. If you could do me a favor and plug this into this right here. Okay. Uh huh. Why is that so difficult? Why couldn't you do that? And, and why isn't it closer? And then plug that into one of the things over there, and the phone will charge very quickly. Um, like the ER. Yes, no, it's amazing. It's a good thing I'm not stat. a nurse or anything. Stat or whatever. Stat <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> um, it doesn't reach. Make it I go. I can make it reach. We can make it go. We could call from my phone. I bet it has more juices <coughs> than yours. Most professional prod- podcast ever. What did you do? Now what did you do? All right. Hey, Eric, can you hear me? Um, that's not working. That's not working at all. None of my plans Wait, work out. Hold on, hold on. Wait, hold on, hold on. <coughs> can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Ah, okay, good. Um, and, and how's that though? Is that good? Can the um, mic is that happening? Well, I will make it happen. So, um, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I will make it legal. Um, I will make it so. Make it so. <laughs> so, um, so what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you could see me, I've climbed all over. Oh my um, gosh, it's our monkey situation. Justin. Um, so what? Uh, so what happened next is that my uh, my roommate and very good friend Steve uh, announces, um, hooks up my like my microphone to my speakers with with like an echo on it, and I walk in the room and he goes, "You're going to Paramount," because <laughs> like, I was like the most exciting day 
my first professional acting job. Yeah, and I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to play Shaggy. The kids are going to love me. He goes, no, you're going to be a Romulan. Oh, my God. A Romulan. A Romulan. A Romulan. So, Can that be a Romulan, too? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, which brings me uh, to um, how I met uh, our, our friend here on the phone. Uh, I uh, showed up and met a lot of people, um, including a man named David Ward, uh, who was our director. But mostly I met uh, I met uh, the guy who was uh, my, uh, at first, uh, just my boss. Uh, by the end, one of my uh, dearest friends who I don't talk to as much as I want to. Uh, a man who I saw uh, do the very first version of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern that I had ever seen. Wow. Um, a man who uh, who took uh, one of my songs that I had written and uh, and brought it to a charity event and got it performed um, to to help a charity the first time I saw somebody else take one of my songs and do something with it. A man who uh, the first guy I ever know first guy I ever knew who actually did like radio dramas. Oh, those um, are so cool, by the uh, way. Which I mean, now look what we do, right? You know, I love so those. <laughs> um, a guy who took uh, um, a nineteen-year-old who had never acted professionally before, who was not that into Star Trek, um, and brought me through two years, um, and then gave me moral support through the third year, um, because uh, because he went a different direction on the third year of working at uh, at Paramount's King's Dominion. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to turn it over um, and let uh, Alexia talk a little bit to Mr. Eric O'Brien. Hi, Eric oh O'Brien. Hi, Eric O'Brien. Hi. Hi. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, can you hear me, Eric, or just Justin? I can hear you. Fan bloody tastic. Um, so. Yeah, so like how I, I'm curious, how did you get into it? Since Justin has already admitted that he was not um, in love with the track yet quite so much. Were Were you in love with it already? Were you, were you did you not know before you got, you know, sort of hired? How did that work? Yeah, I, I actually um, I started a couple of years before Justin did. I started with the first year that they had the Paramount took over and they had the Star Trek characters in 93. And I feel old. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I wasn't a Star Trek fan beforehand. Um you neither? I said, you neither? I'm disappointed. <laughs> but continue. Do what? I'm disappointed that you weren't a fan either. But but please continue. Oh, I, was. I was a big fan of Star Trek. I was. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Since I was a kid, I would catch the original series and reruns, you know, and I'd come up at 7 o'clock on the UHF channel every night, so we'd watch it. And then uh, Next Gen started my senior year in high school, so I'd watch that every night, every week. Nice. Um, and then by the time, you know, 93, so Next Gen was about halfway through its run. Actually, toward the end of the run. Um, they uh, saw the auditions that they were having with, you know, have Star Trek characters walking around the park. I'm like, that might be fun. <laughs> so I auditioned, and uh, the first year I was cast as a, a triple role. It was a Starfleet. And human is, you know, I was a human, Vulcan, and Bajoran on alternating days. Wow. Now, what year? what year was this? It was 93. Okay. It was the same, and uh, Generations came out, what, the... Um, 94. 94. That year, 94. Well, 
my, my, my character name, we had to have, you know, the same name for our human Vulcan and Joran characters. I chose Soren, which, um, out of the blue, you know, trying to come up with something that would sound good for all of them. And of course, you know, the villain in Generations was named Soren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm like, wait a minute. Um, I had the, well, the most terrible looking Vulcan wig. It looked just awful. Um, <laughs> but I did end up on a postcard as a Bajoran, which was kind of cool. Oh, that's so awesome! How was it? How was it like getting the makeup on? Like, did you did you do that? Had take like a really long time since you had this variety of characters that you were like playing on different days. Like, obviously, being well, just yeah. a regular human's easy, but like, what was more difficult being yeah, Bajoran? Were the easiest. Um, Bajoran was 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 not bad because you just had the nose. You had to glue on and then put the latex down to kind of blend the edges. Um, the Vulcans, Vulcan days, you had to latex your eyebrows and then paint them in and then get the ears on, and it had this yellowish-greenish makeup. Justin's familiar with that. It was the same stuff that Romulan used. LN1. Um, <laughs> huh? Yeah, LN1. Leonard one. Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So they had a whole color just for that. <laughs> oh, and, uh, yeah, and uh, um, I was at a, uh, we used to do events all the time, and one of them, I, uh, somebody spilled spirit gum all over my costume. Eek. So I had to walk around and something make shit. Now tell t- t- tell me a little tell me a little bit about that because by by the time I joined up it was uh, almost exclusively an in park thing. But there was something called the Star Trek Landing Party as well that was going around. Yeah, that was um, I was never a part of that. Um, I wanted to be because it sounded really cool. But Dave, uh, the director that they hired to uh, come uh, show us episodes of Star Trek while we got paid for it, which was kind of cool right um, but uh, they would go all over the place and actually all over the world um, for Star Trek events um, I don't know if you remember David talking about a trip he went down to Scotland to some premiere or no. something no uh, I don't David remember that going on as, as well but um, he was standing there and there were a bunch of kids come up and he said this there was this little girl came up to him and said are you a Klingon and uh, he said well yes I am human it's nice to meet you we got the clap! Oh my god! <laughs> From the mouths of babes! <laughs> oh, which is just the most bizarre thing. In my Vulcan days, you know, everybody would try to make me laugh, which was awful, and sometimes uh. they would succeed. I blame it on some virus or something, or spores or whatever. Spores! Spores are good! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, now, I, I, uh, um, I'd, I'd love to hear you talk a little bit, and, and I want to talk about, about what turned me in, because like I said, I wasn't much of a Star Trek fan. Yeah, like I would like to know how you yeah. fixed Justin. Well, what happened? really my well, question. Well, right, well, what happened is, so and Eric, t- Eric, 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 Eric touched on it really briefly, that um, the first two weeks of, of like work is you show up uh, and they they show you how to do the makeup um, and this is even before a rehearsal and they just they sit you down for like probably four hours a day and you watch nothing but relevant Star Trek episodes and then you play you spend the rest of the time playing improv games and the way that Dave would put it would he would say that it was improvisational theater in the round with no backstage do you remember that? And yeah, and and 
And the idea is you needed to have, one, a semi-encyclopedic knowledge of not all of Star Trek, but of your race. You had to be able to convincingly play your race. And at the same time, you needed to be able to be ready for anything that was... You had to be the funniest person out there. You had to be the fastest. You had to be ready. You know, you had to be a ninja with your words because people out there, the vast majority of the people out there were going to be there to fuck with you. That's why they were there. That's why they were there. Really? Was to mess you up. Now, Now... I would say there was there was a good like twenty five percent of them that were like really genuinely like they're excited to see you they were into it but like and and probably another twenty five percent that just wanted to do drive by shout outs you know hey Mister Spock you know that sort of thing yeah. um, but I would say yeah, that good. I would. Yeah. S- I would say that there was this there was this really strong contingent that their job was to tell you that you weren't real or to get in your face or or to to make you yeah. break or just to like heckle you yeah to to heckle yeah that's exactly so that's, sad. A, that's a great that's Why? a great word so you had to be the fastest person out there whether they were trying to get you with some random piece of of, of information or they were trying to like so we spent a lot of time. Uh, doing improv games and just making it so that we were fast and able to respond very, very quickly. Um, but during those those two, three weeks, and I'm going to turn over to Eric for a couple minutes. Um, uh, during those two, three weeks, uh, you, we watched a lot of Star Trek and there are some key episodes. What were the key Klingon episodes for you in terms of learning to be a Klingon? And then I'll talk about the Romulan ones. Oh, gosh, the uh, redemption ones. Um, anything that took place in the Klingon homeworld get an idea of what things were like um what was it was a big one um you know if you're saying we did have to have an encyclopedic knowledge of of what was going on in track so we could talk about it to uh you know to people and then have you know conversations that, that they would understand um we had to have a we came up with a a story for for why we were there we were a survey crew from the future the uss ward uh, they had come back. It was, uh, you know, it was, uh, uh, Klingons, Romulans, and Ferengi on the ship. And the Ferengi started your first year, or was that after? Yeah, no, it was, uh, Jim, Jim and, Nath- Jim and Nathaniel were the two Ferengi. Okay, yeah, I couldn't remember if they had, uh, if they started the Romulans and Ferengi the same year. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, um, so we, we, we had our ship and we were there as a you know, survey mission to, uh, investigate 20th century human entertainment. <laughs> um, so we'd walk around. <laughs> I got my ass grabbed by so many African American women as a Klingon. It's not funny. Wow. Because, you know, I, I did. It was yeah. They'd stand there, take pictures, and just you know, breath. <laughs> Were they like dressed but, up uh, in like Klingonness, or was it like bare titty up in your face? I'm sorry, I'm so uh, crude. They, they, yeah, they were um, pretty. Uh, you know. <laughs> right? We are rich for her pleasure. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, um Eric played a character uh, Eric played a character named uh named Toroth, um who and was that name for a planet Enterprise by the way. What? And uh the episode Desert Crossing it was towards the end of the first season. The desert planet was called Toroth. Really? <laughs> you win. You win. My name was uh, my name was Kellyan uh, after my 
my Which, let's all face it, it at, sounds a little bit like a woman yeah well that's it's at, named after my was my fiance the first year right? and then my wife i think um uh um yeah and, that's so adorable i love it um I think we would be remiss uh, about. I think one of the things that you you were the only by the by the second year I was there, uh, uh, you were the only pure Klingon that we that we had. It started to be for whatever reason, and I don't know why this is. Every single one of us decided that we were rejects um, and that we were the losers and that we were the one that we were the one members of our race that didn't want to do the thing that the members of our race would want to do. And I'll talk a little bit about like, well, okay. So the the story, the story of my character was that um, I I started out playing him very severe, very Romulan, and it's really boring to just do that. And so I decided that he had been in some kind of an accident and he was like talking to like stuffed animals. He didn't understand that they weren't alive. Um, And while that's, wow. And while that's funny, yeah. um, I would like you, Eric, if you could, to talk about the greatest reinterpretation of a Klingon I ever saw, um, a character named McCall. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, McCall. My, uh, we, he was uh, my twin brother, um, younger by a few minutes, which I always held that over his head. Um, McCall was not quite right. He, uh, he drank a lot. Um, the Klingon that uh, drinks? What? <laughs> He's been stunned with disruptors a while, you know, a few too many times. So neurons weren't firing quite right. Um, and uh, he liked to mess with people. And uh, so the two of us had this thing. I was a straight man, and, and you know, he was do his thing when we were out there together. One particular time that I remember with McCall, he was he was in a mood where he was just messing with everybody. So we'd be sitting there posing for pictures. He'd be pulling through, you know, people's backpacks and purses, just seeing what he could find. Whoa. A reaction out of people. And I was standing there with this woman one time, and uh, he was going through her backpack. And he, I, I got out of the car, and I see him hold up this, this wooden thing, you know, probably about two or three feet long. And, um, hmm. you know, I was looking at other stuff. He didn't really know what he had. And the woman taking the picture says, put that down. That's my son's wooden leg. Oh, my God. I, my head swivels around so fast. My my you know, the point on here just is you know in in the air. My hair my head's turning so fast, and sure enough, it's a wooden leg with a foot at the end of it. Oh my god! The thing is, there's no kid anywhere around. <laughs> oh god! So Nicole and I figure maybe he's been grounded, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm taking your leg. What? That was just one of the weirdest things that um. Yeah. <laughs> wow, could you imagine? Uh, what a way to discipline your child. I'm taking away your leg privileges. That's so fucked yeah, up. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't. It's just weird. And, uh, of course, when we had the, 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 the Klingon Ferengi wedding that we performed in oh, yes. the day. Yes, I do. Well, Nicole was the flower girl. It was a Klingon <laughs> bride and a Ferengi groom. I performed the ceremony. Um, we got the uh, character, caricature artist to uh, do the wedding portraits. Nice. Um, the costumers did a black veil out of for, uh, for the, the bride out of a, a empty bag or something. <laughs> and we got people all up and down International Street there. We got you know when you first walk in the King's Dominion to uh, participate. Nice. Well, the, I, yeah. I, I, I think I think the thing that was interesting to me about. Um, 
especially that that the second year that I was there, which Eric was the last year that you were there, um, was that you know Toroth was and 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 it became a treat when Eric would be out there because Eric became uh, a supervisor. So a lot of the times you would you would be uh, you'd be out there like as Eric supervising us or or doing whatever a supervisor does. Um, um, but you, but you, you did come out as Toroth a few times. Toroth was that was your stereotypical Klingon, very severe, very yes, human. Oh, you know, like like intense. McCall, McCall, McCall was 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 not only not only a Klingon who drinks, but a Klingon who was drunk. So it was so so the opposite, so laid back. Yes, human. No interest in battle, no interest in glory or honor. Just wanted to find the next drink. Um, wow. Um, you had me, Kellyan, who, who, you know, I became, you know, more ambitious and more Romulan-like and played mind games and stuff a little bit, but I was sort of crazy and out of my mind. We had, uh, um, a Ferengi, um, who had no interest in profit at all, who, uh, who all he wanted to, all he wanted to do, and this was Nathaniel, his character name was Schmeg. Schmeg. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. And his, and all all he wanted to do was was be and be a Broadway uh, music star. Um, you had you had us. You had you had you had a Sark um, who was uh, uh, Jim Kirk Sluter's uh, character. Who by the end, his whole thing was along with just being crazy Jim. And Jim Jim, I would say, was one of the most talented guys I had ever met. Um, oh yeah. Um, but he would, he, he, he would, along with just being sort of, he was sort of like a young Grand Nagus. And then he was like, like, it was just like, like, (laughs) but he, he became just madly in love with the Klingon woman that he was madly in love with. And that was his thing. Um, um, uh, the, we had, um, I forget what Tom's, uh, gimmick was i think he was he was your stereotypical rami tom antonellis who was my roommate and also a good friend um but like you you had one stereotypical klingon one stereotypical uh um romulan and then a bunch of everybody else who was just like just not like in (laughs) any way we were not the what you would expect when you walked up and you met a Klingon and he didn't want to fight he just wanted to drink or a Ferengi who didn't want your money he just wanted to sing um (laughs) 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 um don't forget the dancing uh so so um I now, Eric, you you have uh, more knowledge than I do about this. But what was uh, like like what was going on in terms of like at the same time the the Star Trek the experience started up, um, and then there was the landing party. There was a heyday, and I know so little about what else was going on in terms of of Star Trek landing parties and the experience and stuff. Can you give us any any sort of like your experience with that because i know that that yeah. i know i know that david was involved yeah david actually directed the um the experience in vegas and if they hadn't gone behind schedule over budget he was going to bring me out there as his assistant director um unfortunately that didn't happen i would have loved to you know to do that i did audition for it but you know they had vegas klingon stuff to hire you know zigfried and roy needed jobs and uh so, <laughs> but it was a huge thing. Um, 
out there. They, they, they had the characters doing, you know, same things that we were doing um, out there, except they were actually in the environment more so than, uh, than, than we were. Uh, the landing parties were, they would go to like movie theater, you know, openings and, and just all kinds of promotional things. Paramount would send the characters to, you know, drum up Star Trek and, and also the parks. Um, one thing I did a lot for Kings Dominion when I worked there was do these, um, trips to promote the park, whether, you know, to, uh, the businesses that were, that would hire the park out for the day. We'd go out there and visit with the employees while they were on the job and mess with them. Um, you know, North Carolina, West Virginia, and all over the state, which was great. You get to get out of town for a couple of days, get paid, and, and just have fun. Um, actually, no, you know, I did do one landing party gig one time to a car show in Louisville, um, which, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, and I was the only one, so I was walking around this car show and, and <laughs> trying to draw as much attention to myself as I could. I'm sure that was hard. I to sit down with Donna Bierko on her trailer and, and chat for a little while, which was cool. Yeah, I, I, uh, I remember a year that I got to do that with uh, Patty LaBelle, which was... Sweet. Which was... Uh, which was also really interesting. Uh, t- talk a little bit about the uh, about the makeup and the choices that were made for the Klingons uh, that made ours a little different, um, and about how long that took and and what was involved there and how you kept the sweat from going down your face. <laughs> yes, that's good. Um, the uh, well, I don't know if you've seen a picture of me, but I am one of the whitest people you'll ever see. Um, very pale, and the makeup was very, very like pale, dark. like me, pale, really. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so you know, I'm almost translucent. You know, if I see a picture of the sun, I burn, so I have to be very careful. But this makeup was extremely dark, um, like Michael Dorn dark. So we were all very dark skinned Klingons, and the fingers could never quite match. So people were like, you're not really black. <laughs> Your fingers, you know. And you're like, no, I'm really dark. Klingon. Yeah. No, I am human. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, yeah, we, we had the, the rubber heads um, with the, uh, the, you know, the, the Klingon ridges on it and the long hair and everything. And sweat was a huge problem because it was really hot under those things. We're probably about a quarter inch thick rubber. And of course, when you're out there 100 degree days, you're going to sweat. So we had headbands with heavy liners on our foreheads to catch the sweat. And it wow. actually worked really well. I forget who suggested that to begin with, but it um, it worked. Yeah, so we, we did that, and so uh, I so like, did you guys feel weird day. when you'd go buy those for work? <laughs> I think they provided them, what? didn't they? Did you feel weird when yeah, you'd have to go? Actually. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like you had to go buy said penny liners. My tampons work, so we had to use the penny liners. <laughs> <laughs> It's an alien problem you wouldn't understand. Yeah. But the, the Klingon costume was 30 pounds of leather, rubber, and spandex. Oh, my gosh. With, uh, what, three-inch lifts on the boots? And I'm, I'm 6'2", as it is. Wow. So it was, uh, was kind of cool towering over everybody. Now, I will say that one of the... Uh, one of the probably scariest days for me. Um, I don't even know if you remember this day, but there was a day that you almost fought with a park guest that, that I think you ended up with your hand around his throat. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, where, and somebody's beating up on one of the Hammer Bear characters, right? Um, 
I don't. Re- I think there was a. I th- I know that the Klingons had this sort of as an endemic problem that that people would want because you were Klingons, they would think it would be okay to battle you. Um, it would be fun, that that was cool. And and I just remember a day where it it really seemed like it was almost going to come to blows. And then I I forgive if it was you or if McCall stepped in and turned it into a bit and kind of everything was okay. But like, do you have any any really starkly frightening part guest stories? Well, I mean, there was more than once when, uh, when people would try to start something, um, you know, because Klingons are warriors and they think they can come up and hit you and it's all right. Wow. And, um, you know, also we, we would, one of the things we, people would like to hit, you know, beat up boo-boo and stuff like that, which was not cool. So if we saw that happening, you know, I, I would step in and there's just, there's, I found this place on, on your, if you put your hand on someone's shoulder, it looks like you're being very friendly and if you draw your head in close to them and, and talk very softly, it looks like you're having a conversation. But you can push your thumb in and there's a nerve cluster right there that hurts like hell. I'm not saying, you know, assault people, but if someone tried something with me, I would do that until park security came and was able to escort them out of the park. Wow. Um, yeah, but it, it, it hurts like hell. <laughs> Um, I they wanted to, they wanted to fight a Klingon and so I gave them a little bit of that. Um, I wasn't going to come close to anybody. It, Take that, human. It did come close a couple of times. Um, yes, because they sold beer and it was, you know, really hot. So put the two together and you some people become very belligerent and aggressive. Um, Eric, I want to share with you a story. Um, it's semi-related, but I think that you more than, more than most will appreciate it. A very good friend of mine is his name is Arthur Rowan, and uh, actually right now he's playing uh, King Arthur in the National Tour of Spamalot. Wow, um, nice. Um, but uh, um, and he's in the first Ninjas movie. <clears throat> um, but he uh, before that did the Pennsylvania Renaissance Festival. And he did that professionally, I think, for like five years straight, like full time all year round. Um, Not just the time they were doing it, but he helped direct it and cast it and then the plays in between. (coughs) And he described to me once that there would occasionally be, of all things, people dressed up as as Klingons. You know, people love to dress up to go to these things. Well, people would show up dressed as Klingons and they would walk around the Renaissance Fair in character as Klingons and he would have this he would have this you know his job of course working there is to make sure everybody's entertained but at the same time just like us he was not allowed to you're not allowed to break character you were there you were in the renaissance times yeah so he would do a show and the Klingons would be in the back and they'd be like yeah that's not true warriors you know they would they would be doing that bit after the show um when they did a meet and greet after because he does mostly he did mostly fight choreography at first um and uh, he would be like, yes, hello, sirs, boy, you, you, sir, look very different than I would have expected. Please come over here and let me speak with you and, and let me bring you over here. And then he would completely drop the accent and he would go, what are you doing? If Starfleet Command finds out that you've come here and you have violated our prime directive, they are going to you are going to have hell to pay. Now you go back to whoever your commander is on Kronos and you tell him that you are not to time travel back anymore. Do you understand me? <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking brilliant. And they and they walked away, of course, loving it, feeling not only like they were like able to fuck with them a little, but feeling like they were able to participate. And I think it's yeah. it's a it's a it's a fun 
you know, bent the rules in terms of breaking character, but broke character just to be a different character. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I never got a chance to tell you that story, so I thought that you would appreciate that. I know the two you're. I know the two you're gonna use. I, know I was gonna them. say like that's gotta be hard because like if they come at you, <laughs> no, like I, I will. I will never forget these two. Please go ahead, give it to us, Eric. No, you. I want to hear your accent if, if it's improved. Nuchka o kuka e, which is uh, where where is the restroom? <laughs> and, and then there's nuchka o kuchka e. Which is where is a good restaurant, which, if, of course, you never want to get those two confused. Yes, exactly. Um, yes, and, and those, were, those were two big ones. And, um, you know, one, one kid who was being irritating, came, you know, one time said, How do you say I love you, Klingon? And uh, Mikal and I looked at each other, and I looked at him and I said, Fuck you! So he went off and was like, Hey, fuck you! <laughs> oh yes molding our youth no oh. there was a uh the, the, there was um another story i remember when um when there were a bunch of uh of guys from the marine from the marines that were there and mccall walks up to them and uh and he fucked with like legit marines yeah yeah he wow. did well no they start with him they get they yeah you you're not a real warrior. We're a real warrior. It's, it's, oh. he goes, and 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 uh, and he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes. Oh, the Marines! Aren't you supposed to be filled with semen? Oh my god! And and the and 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 the the Marines uh, turn around and they look at him. The they, Navy, the they Navy, yeah, yeah. The, the Marines turn around and go and go and go. No, that's the Navy genius. And he turns around <laughs> and he goes and goes. Notice they said Navy genius and not Marine genius. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what. What I mean, I, and eventually he got to you the know, point. I was on that walk actually. I, I was with him that time when that happened. That's. that's and they kept following us down the street. We thought they were going to start something. And they could have hurt you, like legitimately. But, oh, they could have. They could have. Yeah. But I mean, I think that, that that's that's one of the things. though when you're out there, you forget. I mean, you you really do. I found this thing where um, Tom Antonellis, the guy who played Tomas, um, wanted me to do a quick little radio thing, a, a comedy bit with him that we were going to record where I had to be Kellyan. And I had to. And this was probably three years ago. And he was like, he had a he had a bit. He thought it'd be funny. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. I have a recording. You know, I can record. I can do it. And um, I had the hardest time getting the voice back. Um, while I was out there, I was fearless. I was, I mean, I am, I am, yeah, I can be an, an, a, a, an obnoxious guy, but Eric, I mean, Eric will tell you that at the time I, I mean, I was not the most confident kid on the block. Right. I mean, I was like, I was not certainly, certainly not as, um, sure of myself as I am now. Would you say that's probably true? Oh yeah. I mean, you're a lot younger too. Yeah. So, so, but when you were out there, you know, it's truly like, you know, and as I've studied theater more, I found out it was it's being in mask. You ah. you forget when you're out there. He forgets he's not a Klingon. I forget I'm not a Romulan. I feel mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, you just, you it, have it the character. Yeah, you you, it you. you don't you feel. To, or, or, 
Sorry, go on. I was like, you, you have to become that character completely or you're going to drop it at some point. You have to be, you know, like we said earlier, be ready for anything. Anything somebody might say, anything that they might do, you have to do it in character. Otherwise, you know, you're just some dude in a costume. And and I would forget, like, the, the sense of fear that you're going to make somebody angry or you're going to lose mm-hmm. your job or, you know, I know the guy who came immediately before me, and I, I am not going to say what he said, but I know that there's a guy who came immediately, because I started in, in summer, there was a guy who was there during the spring who who just totally forgot himself and said a whole bunch of inappropriate things and ended up getting kicked off. Whoa. And I don't, I'm not going to say his name or what he said, but, like... I understand it. I understand how that could happen because yeah. you go out and and the ones who the ones who sucked and there was there were a couple people who sucked that I worked with. Some people who were great. Some people who sucked. Um, the ones the ones who sucked were the ones who they just they were out there and they were like, "Hi humans, I'm a Klingon." Rah rah rah. And it was like the ones uh, the ones who were good were the ones who like. They built a character. They weren't just a Klingon or yeah, just no, a no, Romulan. Yeah, like, there's the, a story. There's a story. They knew who they were and they weren't, like, it wasn't even acting anymore. You were just out there and you yeah. were that mm-hmm. character. I even got really surreal by the third year. I mean, Eric wasn't there. I don't know if you knew this. In the third year, uh, Kellyan became aware of Justin and <laughs> Kellyan, Kellyan developed a crush on Kelly and decided that he was going to kill Justin as soon as Justin would show his cowardly face. Oh my God. I am so um, not surprised by this, um, for the record. And Kellyan didn't know that Justin was Kellyan. And Kelly would get very upset with me, and I'd go, I'm sorry, he doesn't know. And it was it got very strange, got incredibly surreal. Really? Do you think it, that got strange for her? It, Do you, yes. Um, her middle name... Anne. So yeah, um, the uh, the. So the, you're telling me that it was surreal for your soon-to-be wife, right? Were you guys effing? No, off no. At this, at this point, point we had been just, married for two years. Oh, so at this point, <laughs> you've been married for two years. Poor bitch is locked in, right? <laughs> and then you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, babe. He just, he doesn't know. Who doesn't? Yeah, know, Justin. Uh, Kellyan. <laughs> Like, I can just see that poor, poor woman, you know, and this is why I bless her. Seriously, because yeah. that's, that's rough. Well, it was, it was, uh, it, it would get very, it was hard for me to bring the voice back. I mean, it's, uh, it's very easy for me to go, hello, human. Yes, I am Commander Kellyan. And, and, and it's really just, it's, it wasn't like that. There was a particular voice and I try and do it for Kelly and she goes, I just, it's not there. She goes, I hated Kellyan. She hated. Well, I she, can see why she would. She at that hated point. him. Well, he was a condescending prick, but you know, he's just a good rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for the life of me, I can't do his voice anymore. I, as soon as I left the park, um, I, I couldn't do him anymore. Really? It was, yeah. So it was like a. So how could you have traveled with it? Because it was like location. Well, no, no, no. I meant as soon as I left the job. As soon as, okay. as soon as I gave them back the makeup, and I, I didn't leave. Do you think if you had the makeup, it would make a difference? Out of I think it would. I would think it would to wear the makeup and the costume again to look down. So, um, so my makeup. Uh, still got my somewhere. You do not. I do. Oh, oh wow! Can oh, I this, somewhere. I don't know where it is right now, but I still have it. At this point, no one would care. Take, I mean, Paramount doesn't even own the park. Take a picture of it, please, and please. put it on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> I mean, totally. I a picture from a couple years ago with me with it on, on my head. I'll find it for you. It's oh, my gosh. 
no i don't i don't have any i kept the ears for a little while but i don't have the forehead the forehead i honestly feel like the romulan makeup was the worst um especially because it was it was this headpiece that because you you couldn't have hair to hide it you needed to to glue it right underneath your eyebrows and then you needed to create a soft latex line and it was it was one it took forever to do two it was really hard to get right and it was very very easy one slip and you would just look like crap for the whole day um Um, I got it down by I got it down to 45 minutes I mean wow. I, um, that's impressive but it was but it took a while but I mean that's after you know I mean it's interesting to it's interesting to think of it this way you know you and I Eric have played our characters for for as much time as guys in the original series I mean if you think about it like we were there oh, I'd say more yeah, like like six days a week on for hours at a time without breaking. I mean, it was uh, there's it's it's an acting experience that I think only those of us who who have done it could really understand. Um, yeah. uh, it was uh, it was intense and hilarious and uh, unfortunately sometimes heartbreaking. Uh, but was um, man, it, it was it was school for me in terms of. I wouldn't be able to like I wouldn't be able to do this thing where I where I go and I riff and I can you know I can improv now and I can be funny now if I need to. I wasn't I wasn't able to do that at first. It was very hard for me at first. Um, and well, it's practice, you know, and it's a great playground, a great training ground for you know just being able to think on your feet. Yeah, I would say I would say it was as important as the rest of college for me when it came to to learning how to act and perform. And uh, look, I want to I want to say this to you while I have you on the line because I'm going to wrap up now because we're coming to the end of the show. Um, but uh, you know, I thank you for your for your guidance uh, while we were there, um, and I thank you for sort of taking me under your wing when I was clearly the 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 most awkward and annoying kid and cl- the absolute. <laughs> absolutely the youngest the youngest guy in the cast completely un completely unsure of myself and i made up for that with a whole bunch of false confidence um and uh and i just i thank you for for sticking by me and being my friend all these years later so thank you so much eric for everything you've given me Yeah, well, I will. I will. Um, off off air, I will. Uh, I'll try and drop you a line tomorrow, and seriously, we'll talk about uh, ways to hang out uh, for real. But for now, that's, that's the, the the rest of the listeners don't need to hear about all that. So, uh, so <laughs> lady, ladies and gen- gentlemen, the and great gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and vaginal men, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the great Eric O'Brien. Yeah. Yay! Yay! All right. And uh, and hey Eric, you can you can chime in with us. Uh, my name is Justin. Go ahead, Eric. I'm Eric, and I'm Alexia. Trick off. Go oh, okay, yeah. Trick off. Trick off. Trick off. 
Chekhov, bitches. <laughs> that wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Say it nice and loud, Alexia, for uh, Eric's uh, sake. Uh, Trek off, bitches. That wasn't awkward. <laughs> that wasn't awkward at all. No. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the Not Safe for Work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to Geeks radio.com or searching geeks radio on itunes geeks radio is a presentation of endlight entertainment